said that legalized sports betting could be coming. One of the state biggest state. news items released in 2018 surrounding uh, gambling what was what there went was on a with sports betting. Development in America's sports industry today. America's highest court has given the go ahead to bet on sports. Oh, sweet, 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 oh,
And I'm going to tell you why. Like, the Dolphins, I understand what you're doing. Like, they really didn't have much expectation going into the year. But the fact that they're giving away everyone, like any decent player, it honestly looks like a professional team versus like a, a decent college team out there when they step on the field with a professional team. Um, and I have big issues with that because I'm in a huge Survivor League. So the number of people that are going to be getting kicked out every week is going to be fewer and fewer if everyone keeps fucking fading the fins. Um, so that's the one thing that's kind of uh, you know irking me and making me a little bit upset about the Dolphins and what they're doing. But yeah, tons of news in the NFL, some news in you know college football coming through. Not not a ton of uh, crazy upsets this year. Um, it kind of surprised me. What, what do you think about that? You know, with few ups, few big upsets. Are you think we're going to be due for some coming up, or you think it's going to be a pretty uh, moderate year? Uh, as far as like major major upsets, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm sure there will be one or two throughout the season that we'll see. Uh, especially once you get into conference play, obviously, you know, you're still, yeah. you still may be playing teams that aren't quite on your level, but there's, there's more familiarity there. And there's, there's overall just, just usually more, ch- more chance for things to go Ari. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I know we got two good games, really good games in college football this week with the Michigan Wisconsin game, uh, and then the Georgia Notre Dame game. Um, so yep. should should provide for plenty of excitement as far as college football goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are definitely the two biggest games of the week. Um, biggest playoff potential, honestly. On but you can even make a case for on all four teams. I mean, who knows what you know? You don't think Wisconsin this year was potentially going to make it, but they look stout. I mean, they have a solid run game. Everyone knew that quarterbacks always a question with them, but you know their defense is going to be there. They're going to have a great run game a great defense and you know the question mark is any team that's usually make it to the playoffs and making a run in the, in the college playoffs they have a quarterback and um it's you know and that's one thing i feel like wisconsin's kind of always been lacking in is their passing game which can definitely hurt them if they get behind uh you know i, I would love to hear your thoughts of both games and kind of your prediction on those heading into the weekend not saying you're taking any picks on them but how do you feel i think notre dame's laying plus 14 and michigan's at plus three and a half uh, a little bit surprised with the michigan wisconsin line but i can see why with uh, michigan playing the way they have lately especially with that army game um but then notre dame getting 14 uh let me just get your thoughts on it yeah um okay so starting with wisconsin michigan um I, I took the bet as a personal bet. I wouldn't, it's not a bet that I'm putting out there as like anything official. Uh, but I took the bet at plus three and then again at the money line. Um, and now it's up to three and a half, which kind of surprised me, but, but maybe through my, my Michigan blinders. Uh, but as far as the game itself, I think over the past three years, Don Brown has owned Wisconsin and specifically Paul Christ. He's always came with a sound game plan. Um, one of the years they beat us, I think, was a 14-7 game. So uh, subtract that out of the equation, and uh, Michigan has some pretty convincing wins against Wisconsin in that time. Um, and I don't see a scoring less than seven points. So just by that logic alone, I know Wisconsin, uh, they're the most healthy they've been on the defensive end in a long time. Uh, but on that logic alone, I think if it's a really low-scoring game, you got to like Michigan's odds to cover three points. Uh, just based on the history of it, uh, maybe a talent gap as well. Um, so I like Michigan, although I, w- I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. 
Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I I actually have Michigan as a slight pick. We'll see if I you know announce it officially. I do did throw them in my like weekly ten dollar to win fifteen hundred dollar parlay. I like to do with like an eight teamer. Uh, I threw them in there. I do like them, and I agree. Like I I see this being a really really low scoring game. And you said Michigan's come off a bye, correct? Yeah. So, so is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. I, which is like. Which I like. I, if one team's coming off the bye, I honestly feel like they should schedule a little bit better where both teams are coming off a bye. Um, so I, I do like that. And I, I do agree with, you know, the Michigan's defense and like the athletes and prospects they're able to recruit. You always see Wisconsin as a top tier team, but honestly, they don't recruit top talent um, at a lot of skill positions. They, they recruit highly at the offensive line position, the running back position the DN position and kind of the linebackers, right. but their DBs interior D linemen quarterback and wide receivers. They don't get the, they don't get the big guys every class. I know they got a pretty good, uh, freshman QB Graham Metz or something like that, but he's not even, is he starting or no, no, no Jack, Jack Cohen's actually. Jack, yeah. Jack Cohen. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Um, but yeah, they have him on the bench and potentially, I don't know. I don't, follow Wisconsin in detail if they're looking to bring him in later in the year. But I know there's a lot of hype coming into the season with that new freshman QB. But at this point, depends how the season you know, goes and how they've been playing. Might as well redshirt the guy and, uh, you know, get him back for, um, you know, an extra year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely. Oh, uh, just, so yeah, Jack, Jack Cohen. Um, so last season, uh, Wisconsin fans have a ton of, of confidence in Jack Cohen. The hype around Jack Cohen in Madison is is pretty real. Um, but last season, he was he was pretty lackluster through about equal amount of TDs and INTs when he was filling in for Alex Hornibrook. And this season, they obviously haven't played um, a real team yet, so to speak. No disrespect yeah. to, to the teams that they played. Um, USF. So... So I think more is to be seen with Jack Cohen, and, and like you said, with with maybe some other QBs on the roster, some opportunity may arise later in the season. But right now, uh, with the hype surrounding Jack Cohen, um, I think he's their first sure starter for at least the next month. Um, now, this Michigan game could be a potential uh, turning point in the season for him, where if he gets this win, the job's his the rest of the season. If they get romped and, and he shows some major vulnerability, then maybe they start considering other options, um, realizing that that's not completely answered. But anyway, we'll get to the uh, Georgia-Notre Dame game. Um, I'm definitely betting on this game. Huge Georgia guy in this game. Um, <laughs> every year, every year I, I feel like there's a game where uh, Georgia comes into like a quote-unquote top-tier matchup, so like a top 10 or, or both teams are top 15, and sometimes it'll be against like LSU or or Florida maybe uh, is a popular run that it happens um, every year. And and they come in and they're one to two touchdown favorite and they end up winning by 30 points. And I think that's, yeah. that's this game. Uh, Notre Dame has had to replace quite a few people on um, their defense and through, through the offensive line, they lost some NFL talent. So uh, I just think plain and simple, Georgia's uh, going to romp them uh, this weekend, regardless of location. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know one of my buddies, like I, I fucking always huge Notre Dame fan, he's been texting me all week, says this is the Brian Kelly redemption. His whole he, he's a huge diehard Notre Dame fan. He said Brian Kelly's career is almost on this game. Because he, like everyone else in Notre Dame knows, if they lose this game, the odds of them going to the playoff is I would say below ten percent. 
because of the lack of conference, the lack of being able to play in a championship game that week number whatever, 14, 13, mm-hmm. 14. Um, so, like, it, it, this is a literally do-or-die game for Notre Dame. Not as much it, as it is for Georgia because of their strength of schedule and who they're able to play still. And, like, once again, getting that 13th week win against a top-tier opponent is going to edge them over someone else, um, you know, if you know the situation plays out like that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to I, – I, th- I think Georgia's going to win for sure. I could see potentially Notre Dame covering the plus 14, buying it maybe 14 and a half. Uh, but I see where you're coming from. And I, yeah, I agree. Georgia, I feel like, is a team that starts out hot, and they can dwindle towards the end of the season a little bit. Uh, but they're definitely a fast start team. And uh, what's his name? Kirby Smart. Um, it's a, it gets his it's his team going early and you know gets them ready for big games like this. Especially. I just feel like they're well-oiled uh, yeah. well at this point. I mean, they have so many... There's so many players at, at both wide receiver and at quarterback, obviously with Jake Fromm, that, that have, have been playing with each other through the years and have been on the big stage, this same exact stage, multiple times. Um, yeah, is Fromm a that, junior? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And, and proven that they can, can hang with, beat, and sometimes outright destroy uh, top-tier teams. Uh, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. You see what they, you know, they played with Bama. Like it's always a solid matchup with them and Bama, and it's like a one-two punch in the SEC with those two. But yeah, I, I see. I can definitely see them absolutely blowing them out. Um, I can also see them winning by around ten to fourteen. Um, but like we said, great game, two really good games this week. Um, but yeah, really excited to see them, and I think we should uh, hop into the picks who, who we're going with in uh, college football this week. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, the other game outside of the Georgia game that I'm super confident in this week is going to be Central Florida. Um, if if you took it early, you took it at 11 and a half like me, um, which I thought was a steal, and they're at Pitt, um, which is a little worrisome coming up to the location. But, uh, you know, it, it's obviously early in the, in the season, so it's not going to be like freezing cold or anything like that. Any of the worries that you would typically associate with the team um, down in Florida. Um, it's moved up to 12 and a half and central Florida hasn't, hasn't came close to that threshold of, of teams they've beaten thus far. So um, I expect that trend to continue. I expect them to easily uh, win by two scores, maybe even three to four um, versus a pit team that just is coming off a disappointing rivalry loss. Uh, maybe a little lackluster energy taken out of them. What what you will. Um, some of those season pains. Uh, I think Central Florida's got that easy. Yeah, I can see that. We've been right. I, I personally, I've played UCF the first three weeks, and they've covered for me every week. And I want to be honest, I didn't tell you this before the, the podcast, but I think I'm going to take that pick as well. I'm sitting at minus 12 right now. Uh, shout out to uh, one of the guys on Twitter at, I think, beating the bookie. Or no, at Mr. ACL. Uh, I didn't, you know, shouting out other people that, you know, have podcasts and stuff. But one thing that he does, which I really like, he, um, he goes and he places like preseason tickets. So he actually got this UCF pit game back in August and UCF was minus four. So, and he posted his, you know, take it from Vegas. Uh, so I like what he's doing. That is is absolutely nutty. Yeah. Nutty. Yeah. And he has like two or three grand on it. And that and that's like a pretty small size for him to be honest. 
Um, I, I just, just couldn't, couldn't imagine, imagine but yeah, that just it, based it, on like it, like injury possibilities. So I mean, like maybe he's just thinking, hey, no matter what injury happens, they'll wax him by four. But like, uh, I don't know, that could, <laughs> that could go so bad. Yeah, definitely. But hey, he 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 really likes to go, uh, you know, shop his picks between each um, bookmaker. He he likes to find lines like you can go even like in the preseason. Like I said, he he'll go in August. And he'll go bookmaker to bookmaker and look for discrepancies. He even found one where one like line had him at minus three, and the other bookie had him at plus three. He took it. Well, you know, both sides of it, right, right, obviously. Right, right. Like so, yeah, double dipping, and you know, hoping for like you know something weird in there, like a, you know, win less. It was like you know, win less than three, um, and you cash out no matter what. But he's always protecting his bet regardless. Uh, so yeah, I like w- what he does with that, and you know, I'll, I think I'm going to take UCF as well. Pitt plays Pitt's Pitt plays Penn State tight every fucking year, so I don't want to overvalue them only losing by seven to Penn State. Um, you know, by only by seven and thinking Pitt's actually better than they are because that's always a tight game. Any big rivalry game is going to be played tight. I don't care if it's like Alabama versus. Arkansas Pine Bluff. If they're rivals, it'd be a decent game. It's just how rivalries work. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really want to take uh, their performance against Penn State. And I also don't know how good Penn State is this year. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there on the UCF. We'll kick it off to my first pick of the week. I'm actually going to go with two teams I bet on and bet against last week, um, and they both fucked me. Uh, so I'm going to take <laughs> Temple. <laughs> I'm going to take t- taking Temple minus 14, which they fucked me being Syracuse last week. And then, yeah, but Temple minus 14 over Buffalo. And Buffalo fucked me last week because Buffalo apparently gets ran out of the fucking gym by 18 to goddamn Liberty. I mean, wh- I don't oh, know. isn't, uh, isn't, 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 isn't what's-his-face coach in Liberty now? Uh, he freeze? Freeze, is he? Dude, I be. think he is. If he is, that sucks. He didn't know that ahead of time. I mean, I don't even think he freezes like an elite coach. It may not sway your opinion, but like, I think yeah, he might be a Liberty right now, dude. I want well, to say no, he's he a Liberty. Is. He is. I'm looking at him right now. You freeze. That's wow. funny, dude. You freeze railed you, bro. <laughs> dude, 35 to 7. 35 to 7. You can put points on the board, man. Uh, yeah, apparently. But yeah, I'm going Temple. Temple, and I honestly, going into that Syracuse game, we both had said it. I honestly think Temple is going to be a contender. And what are they, the A-10? Blank 10? Believe so, yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to be a contender to win that outright. They're a, a solid team with a really good defense that slowed down a high-powered offense. And Buffalo apparently, you know, can't move the ball that well, and their defense isn't that great. So I'm going to go with Temple, minus 14. Might buy it down to minus 13, but that'll be my first pick. Uh, my second pick, probably the only... I, I, I didn't. I wasn't seeing the board really clearly for college football this week. Um, so probably my only other pick that I'll be discussing on this is uh, my own Kentucky Wildcats, plus 7.5, uh, at Mississippi State. Logic's real simple. Uh, in the... In the the line's already moved to plus six, so it's already already kind of getting away from you um, compared to what I got at early this week. But they played a way better team, granted, at home last week in Florida uh, in, in a rivalry game and stuck with them. The majority of the game, you could argue, they probably probably should have only lost by one. Um, 
So, so by that logic, logic I, think I think they'll cover seven and a half, but it goes deeper than that. I think Kentucky actually, I don't want to say they made an improvement by losing Terry Wilson at quarterback, but Sawyer Smith provides a different level to the offense that they haven't had um, with Terry Wilson. And so with that, I think they'll put quite a few points on the board and easily be able to hang with, if not beat Mississippi State uh, down in Mississippi. Yeah, I do the Mississippi schools this year. I don't like either of them. Mississippi, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of any of them this year. So definitely feel you on that. Um, fun, funny enough, as we're, we're recording this podcast, I have my you know, group text of friends that are always gambling, and they're currently talking about the Notre Dame game. And apparently, Paul Feinbaum just came out and said he's taking Notre Dame money line in this game. What? So, yeah, uh, the tweet was, found the first idiot that's taken Notre Dame money line this weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's from like one of the betting people. Uh, so P- Paul Feinbaum is going Notre Dame money line this weekend. I will not be going with that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll uh, kick yeah. off some. Mic. I, I just don't see it. I think this is, if anything, for 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 Paul being the homer he is. Like, I just don't. Ah, like this is the game. This is the game you choose to bet against the SEC. It's for Notre Dame. Yeah, like I. I mean, I agree. This is the. This is a bigger game for Notre Dame than it is Georgia, and it's at Notre Dame. So that plays into it, but like, I, I can't do it. I couldn't take a money line. <laughs> um, but yeah, is that was that your last pick on college football this weekend? Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, sweet. So I will just do like two more um, and then obviously, you know, recap towards the end with all the plays and then as well as tweet them out. Um, so my next play this week is going to be Austin College. Oh, fuck. I don't even know if I want to say I want to say it. Boston College minus seven and a half versus Rutgers. Boston College just got fuck fucked. I mean, I have to describe it as that by Kansas, which I told you motherfuckers all year, ride the Kansas train while you can until they get the Big 12 play. Even this weekend, check them out at plus four against West Virginia. Um, but yeah, Boston College, I think, is going to have a really good bounce back game after that embarrassing, embarrassing loss they just had. Um, AJ Dillon is going to, honestly, I feel like he's going to go off. I don't, I'm not high on Rutgers at all this year. They haven't been impressive to me. Um, Rutgers is coming off a bye week themselves after they had that 30 0 thrashing to Iowa. And to be honest, I kind of see Boston College is. Kind of like the team is kind of, I feel like Boston College is like the Iowa of the ACC. I don't know why. I've never thought about that until now, but just kind of that school. Like they're like, they're known. Everybody knows them. They're always been decent and they can always compete in the game, but they never, you know, really do anything crazy all year. And they'll lose their games. They'll win solid ones. And they're going to be a solid team. Right. And that's how Iowa is every year. And I feel like that's how Boston College is every year. Um, with AJ Dillon, you know, having a bounce back game, I really, really like Boston College to come out and beat Rutgers. Uh, but it will definitely, it'll definitely be a good one. Um, kicking it off to, I'll, I'll do two more actually. I, I really like, uh, we're going to keep it in the Big Ten again. Uh, Nebraska minus 13 versus Illinois. I've been fading the hell out of Nebraska all year, and this is the first line I've seen. I like them. I even took Colorado money line against Nebraska when Nebraska was favored. Nebraska line. I think I might take that after after we get yeah. off of here. Honestly, that's nuts. 
Yeah, um, double check to see if that is still the live line. I know that's what I got it at. When when was that? When did I take that bet? Three days ago um, is when I got it, that bet in. So I'm guessing the line is going to definitely jump. So try getting on it ASAP. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Nebraska looks like a team, you know, primed to compete for the Big Big Ten West with Wisconsin. Uh, Purdue, as much as I wanted to say they were, they're definitely not where they need to be. Um, with an injury plague, like I've never seen hit Westloff yet. Like quarterback, middle linebacker, D tackle, running back. Like these guys have like concussions, broken jaws, torn ACLs. Um, just a, a ton of missing. Anyways, not even getting Purdue. Um, Purdue's on a bye week this week, so we're not touching them at all. Uh, but yeah, really like Nebraska in this one. Illinois is just the just the at the bottom tier of the Big Ten West. Nebraska's looking to make a first statement game in the conference. Honestly, see Nebraska winning this game by maybe 24. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll keep that one short and sweet. I don't really need to explain that one because I feel like that's a pretty good lock. And then my last pick of the week that we'll kind of talk about will be um, Texas minus five versus Oklahoma State. I'm high on Texas year this year a lot, even with their loss earlier in the season. I still really like what they have. And Oklahoma State's defense, guys, is awful. It's it's bottom tier, same as most Big 12 fucking defenses, apparently, other than TCUs, apparently. Um, I, I really like Texas in this game. Oklahoma State's going to be able to put up some points, I think, but they haven't really played much competition. They played like Hawaii so far. Um, and that was kind of a little bit of a shootout. But I, I really like Texas here. I feel like they're going to outman them a little bit. Texas is going to start to get a little healthier and get more rep, reps at their running back position. Um, and yeah, I like to see Texas come out and win by a solid touchdown here. Uh, but definitely, I think it'll be a good game. It might even be interesting for the first half. I could see myself taking Oklahoma State first half, maybe even money line. We'll see. But I think towards the end of the game, the big bodies of Texas um, are going to kind of edge them out. I could agree Got any thoughts that. on that one? No, I could, I could, I could agree with that. I think Oklahoma State obviously is that team that you kind of always fear could could you know cover because they can put they points can score. on the board. But yeah, but with the spread being below a touchdown, I don't think that's really in play here. You're basically betting on Texas to win, uh, save for like a mm-hmm. field goal game. Yeah, for sure. And my bad, correct that they haven't played uh, Oklahoma State hasn't played a wide. They played at Oregon State, McNeese, and Tulsa. And they've on average their defense is giving up. What is that? I'm doing the numbers in my head real quick. Like 24 points on average is what they're averaging giving up. But they're scoring on average about 48 points per game. Um, and that's obviously unrealistic numbers when you're playing higher competition. And they haven't played really a good opponent at all this season. I, I really don't think Oregon State's that great. McNeese. Um, McKenzie, or I don't fucking know how you saw the name. And then Tulsa, I, I really don't think those are solid teams. So I feel like Oklahoma State's going to get hit with a reality check. Oklahoma State's win over win total, win under, over total is one that I talked about preseason. It was sitting at seven even. I like the over in that. I do see him winning eight games this year. Um, but this is one of the games I had him losing. So I'm going to keep that where it is. And yeah, I really like Texas there. Let's uh let's kick it over to NFL. I know you really like NFL this weekend. I'm more I like college, and we'll I'll I'll be tweeting them out more of my picks. But uh, who do you got this weekend in the NFL? Well, I got a big uh, seventeen parlay going. Actually, I won't go in depth to to all the games. I'll be tweeting those out. Obviously, put them in the show notes. Um, but I'll hit some of the big hitters. First off, I'm obviously on Tennessee tonight. Uh, money line against Jacksonville. I guess we could take some time to talk about that. 
Um, although they'll be watching that in retrospect or listening to this in retrospect. Uh, what do you think about that game? Uh, I, I do like Tennessee. The, the Titans have looked pretty solid this year, like a good competitive team. Blew out the Browns, took a step back last week. But with Jacksonville, I'm a fan of Minshew. I'll say this till I die. I love any fucking player Mike Leach puts out at the quarterback position that goes to the pros. He's like a similar to Jeff Brom, air raid offense. The guys know how to run an effective pass game. I do like Minshew still. I mean, I'm not going to say I like him more than Foles, but I do think he can compete. Whether he's good enough to win some of these games, I don't know. I feel like Jacksonville is always going to be there. They have a solid defense per usual. But it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the team adapts. I know um, Leonard Fournette hasn't really done much at all this season. I know some fantasy owners are a little bit upset with that. They didn't able to score. And I feel like Tennessee can as well. I would love to take one to know what the over-under is, and I'm going to hammer the under without even knowing what it is. I'm going to say that right now. Um, but yeah, I do like Tennessee to win it, and I like the under in that game tonight. I could agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Definitely being in play here. Unless you what, what is it, like 40? I'm sure it's pretty low 40s. Um, you can go and look that up. But my next game... Um, <laughs> what? Uh, it's 30. It's 38. Yeah, it's the only game this week low. under 40. Yeah. I, I, okay. May, that's take tough, a step back. Whatever I, just said, whatever I just said, we're, we're iffy. 38. That means you're averaging 10 points less than 10 points a quarter. So that means every quarter there won't be a touchdown field goal. It has to be less than that in this game. Which is a possibility, but... uh, Definitely a possibility. You have like a 21-point quarter, and you're really behind the gun there. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so I I agree with you on the picks. We'll see. I I do like Tennessee regardless. The under, I mean, we'll we'll see. But uh, who else you like this weekend? I also like Green Bay hosting Denver. Uh, Denver obviously losing the home field advantage that Mile High provides. Um, the spread's at eight. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur take this as a game to really get the grease in the engine, so to speak, um, and put some points on the board. And obviously, uh, Denver has its own limitations. I think the defense that we've all revered as dominant over the course of years, I think, is slowly but surely. Um, Fading into their old age. Yeah, yeah I, and I agree. They have Von Miller at the end position. They got Bradley Chubb on the other side. I'm just not really seeing a whole lot out there. And one thing the Green Bay does have going for them, week one they had the Bears, which I think that's a clear, concise, number one defense between them and New England. Number one defense, number one and two defense in the NFL. And for you know Aaron Rodgers and that offense to already get a taste of what a real real defense it looks like um, is only going to help them. And I, and I feel like you know Rodgers is really getting going right now. Had a slow week one, like I said, against the Bears, but uh, really picked it up last week. And I'm actually taking the Packers in my Survivor League this week. Uh, I got two entries. I'm going Packers and Cowboys. All I have to do is win money line, no spread covers. Um, but yeah, and I and myself as well. I, I'll be taking the Packers at minus seven. My line is still at minus seven, at, and then the value would be at minus one fifteen. So I like them there still. Um, and yeah, everything you said, I, I completely agree with. Switching it over to I think which is our consensus pick. Your Biggest bet of the week, my currently biggest bet of the week, our boy Sue Dam's biggest be the Monday night football game 
we have the Los Angeles Rams flying to good old Cleveland to Ohio to take on the Browns. Um, you know, I already know how much money you have on this. It's your biggest probably play of the year. Let's hear what you're thinking. Yeah, so I went really big on the Browns last week, and I'm basically just flipping that. So they're, I think they're overvaluing them for basically what was a pointless win. Uh, the Browns, to this point, haven't really done anything that has shown me that they are an elite team by any stretch of the imagination. Baker Mayfield's looked like he sleepwalked uh, through this portion of the season. Um, and the Rams, on the other hand, have have looked, you know, typical Rams Rams shape. So uh, when I saw it was at three, I was thinking about taking it clear up to like seven. So when I th- saw it was three, uh, I, I really hammered it. Yeah, uh, I, I like the game as well. I have a good amount of money. I think about half of what you have currently and maybe throw some more on depending on how the weekend goes. You know, you like the Monday night games because if you have a good weekend, you can throw even more on that Monday night game, um, especially with the Browns being on a short week. I, I can't emphasize that enough. The sharp, the big time professional betters, they look at travel schedules. They look at the people being on short weeks. Um, they look at people when they traveling back to back weekends, all that stuff factors in. The Rams were at home last weekend, are going to have to fly into Cleveland, but Cleveland played on Monday night. So you play on Monday night, you had to fly home um, either that night or the next morning on Tuesday. Tuesday, you know, then they only have about three days to get Rams. And that offensive line for the Browns just is just horrendous. And you're bringing up the best player, best defensive player in the NFL into your home place. With a shaky O line, granted, Aaron Donald right now, currently as we talk, is still um, taking limited reps in practice. But I do think he'll go, and I think he's going to be a huge X factor in that game. And if I'm being honest, like Baker's looked like dog shit, and Greg Williams kind of embarrassed them for a majority of that game, disguising his coverages. I honestly felt that Baker was a little lost out there. He had a tough time reading the defense pre-snap, and he just hasn't looked like himself this year. Yeah, I, I can't stress that enough. Baker really hasn't shown me um, that he's capable of leading this team into victories against really good teams. Um, and the defense is still there. Uh-huh. The defense is still there. But I, I even think, outside of how good Miles Garrett has been, some of the defense in, in the in the in the linebackers and secondary has has taken a little bit of a drop off. Denzel Ward's not. Not as good as he was, it seems like, and and Jabril Peppers honestly seems to be like they're missing him. Honestly, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. It looks like they have less versatility, um, and teams are getting a lot more yards on him thus far. Yeah, um, if you don't mind me correcting you real quick, Jabril Peppers got traded to the uh, Giants. Yeah, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're missing. Oh, with him Jabril. being absent. Yeah, with him with okay, him being absent, yeah. it seems like their secondary has has really taken a step back, and they have a lot less versatility. Yeah, they added Greedy Williams, which I thought it was a great pickup. He's playing at the corner position, not back there as a safety. I like Kirksey too, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I am going to go a pretty big play on the Rams, uh, but yeah, I, I can see him winning. But I think that, you know, kind of wraps up all the picks we're going to kind of break down. I know we're getting this one's kind of a little bit lengthier compared to most. Um, so, Garrett, uh, we still have, guys, we still have our giveaway going on. Listen, our giveaway, our $50, fan, 
Fanatics gift card will end. What what day will end next week? It'll it end gets, the winner It'll gets end announced. So the so the day the podcast comes out, the winner will get announced in the podcast. Okay, yeah, next Friday. Well, so the technically then it end when next Thursday or Wednesday because we record then. Correct. Correct. Yes. So so we'll just we'll just correct. say what Wednesday at eight. But uh, we'll just do Wednesday at eight is the official cutoff. Um, I don't know how okay. strict I'll enforce that, but yeah, basically when we record on Wednesday or Thursday, um, we'll go through and pick one. Yeah, exactly, guys. We only have like about fifteen to twenty entries right now. Please, we're asking for some help here. We've been, you know, giving you guys a little bit of content every week, giving you some picks, giving you some plays. Hopefully, you've been making money. Just go throw a follow on our Twitter, our mutual Twitter. The fix is live. Just follow that Twitter. We're also going to be tweeting out this podcast. On that Twitter, there's gonna be, you're going to see a tweet that's going to be pinned at the very top. If you just retweet that tweet and follow us, that's going to give you two entries. There's only fucking 20 fucking entries, guys. Super easy. 20 entries. Super easy. Best chance you have to win any lottery or any draw in your life, I guarantee you. Not many chances you're going to get a chance to win a $50 lottery, a little raffle thing, um, with this high odds. So... You know, help us out. We're looking to give back. I'm excited to see who wins. Like I said, we only have about 20 entries right now. I know there's a ton of people that watch and listen to this podcast that haven't done it. So, you know, uh, throw us a little bone here. We're looking to help you guys out. Look, try, we're trying. I'm begging you. I'm begging you to give you money. That's making any damn sense. Uh, so, you know, help us out. Throw a retweet on this. Help us, you know, spread our name a little bit. Give us a follow on our Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep rolling through it. Uh, you got anything to wrap it up the week, Garrett? No, man. Just once again, uh, enjoy your enjoy your guys' weekends. Hope for great games. I know college football is going to be a lot more exciting this week. Uh, hoping my Wolverines starting again conference play. Yep, hoping my Wolverines can uh, can dominate up in Madison uh, like I expect them to. Um, hope the Chargers get a win, uh, and more than more importantly, I just hope that that I win a lot of money. Exactly. And just saying one final thing before I hop off here, guys, I'm going to be every day, every single day from here until October. I will most not every day. Most days I will be tweeting out my baseball parlays. I just started doing my parlays again for the MLB season two days ago. Yesterday, I went four for five. The day before I hit a 16 parlay for 400 on a $25 bet. Um, so my parlays on baseball is right now is when you need to fucking get into them. I'm telling you right now, as a playoff push, it's easy to predict these games. It's easily easy to take money line winners for teams that are striving to push for that playoffs. So be sure to check out my Twitter at T5 Picks for these parlays I'm putting out. There's gonna be a ton of winners, tons of great content. I'm ready to fucking get it going. Like I said, boys, follow us on Twitter, retweet this damn podcast, do whatever you can, throw a like on the fucking SoundCloud, take these picks. Do everything you possibly can, and boys, let's make some fucking money. Peace.